podcast family. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. In this episode, we are going to talk about mom circles, friendship, faith, and fun. All of these great things. I am really excited to welcome a guest to the show who is a friendship guru, basically, right? Yeah, I want to know why there wasn't a friendship guru around 10 years ago when I needed one. I needed one my entire <laughs> life. I think it's, I've always struggled to find girlfriends, right? Yeah. You know, I'm, I had two brothers growing up and I've always found I had a lot of things in common with growing up with boys around. But even though I went to an all girls school, mm-hmm. I found that there was sometimes always a disconnect there. Yeah. And it's gotten so much harder since I've been a mom. Yeah. We moved here to the Dallas area when Roman was three years old. So everyone here knows me as Roman's mom. Mm-hmm. And very few people here know me from who I was before conception. Remember, you know, BC, we, BC. Before child. That's right. right BC. So, so we have our life BC. And BC, I was a real cool mom. I was a cool person. Right. right. And then here it is AD after delivery. And I'm just Roman's mom, <laughs> a.k.a. the fun killer is what he calls me this week. He's like, you're just no fun, mom. I said, you should have known me in the 90s. I was a fun chick. I brought the fun, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, so on this episode, we're going to bring in Emily Siegel, who is a friendship coach. And she's going to share with us some tips for building mom circles. Let's talk a little bit about Emily before we welcome her to our show. Emily Siegel is the host of the Connected Mom Life podcast. She has been married to her life partner, Mike, for 11 years. And like Tara and me, she's also a boy mom. And she has two little ones at home, seven-year-old Robbie and three-year-old Sam. Emily originally hails from Minnesota, but currently lives in the Dallas Metroplex, not too far from us. And she got here by way of Philadelphia. Emily's passionate about helping moms create villages and support systems and building and sustaining authentic friendships. So friendship coach, connected mom, Emily Siegel, welcome to the conversation. Hi, Emily. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. We're happy to have you on. Yeah, I'm pumped to be here. The first thing I need to know, because this is, I'm very curious, is can you tell us a little bit more about what led you to become a friendship coach? Like how you came up with that? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even sometimes I refer to myself as like a connection coach too, because okay, yeah, for yeah. me, kind of, you know, like all things in our life, it starts from our own story. And, you know, we moved away from our hometown of Minnesota um, shortly after getting married. And, you know, all of our family lived there, all of our friends from growing up, and we moved to Philadelphia, you know, a city where we really knew no one. And I was like, you know, no big deal. I've moved a bunch growing up. I've made friends, kind of like started my circle from scratch. This will be fine. But I definitely didn't anticipate kind of the challenges that came along with being an adult and creating a circle with no, at the time we had no dogs, we Mm. had no kids, we had like none of the tools, you know, that like help you kind of find and meet people. And so you know, we really struggled for the first year or two to kind of make connections. And, um, 
you know, we would just, we would fly home to Minnesota and we would pack in friends because it was like our only time. Otherwise it was, you know, we were out in Philadelphia, just the two of us. And it just, after one of those trips, I was like, we cannot keep going like this. We need, we need people in our current city. And it wasn't like I wasn't trying. It just like wasn't happening. About like a year or two into our move, we ended up actually moving to a bigger condo area with hopes of like kind of being in closer proximity to people. And a girl posted on Facebook that she was curious if anybody knew of a book club in our condo. And of course, like none of us did, but we're all like, we'll join one and like, take me, take me. But nobody wanted to say I'll start one. (laughs) Yeah. The girl who posted it ended up starting it. And what she shared when we all first, like there were like 30 of us packed into this like two bedroom condo. Wow. And she was like, you know, I, you know, just got married. I just moved to this city. Like all my friends, her friends were all in New Jersey And she's like, I just read this book and it was all about this other girl who just got married, moved to a city where she knew no one. And it wasn't that like any of us didn't have good friends. We just didn't have friends where we lived. Yeah. And so we read, we decided to actually read that book for our first book. And, you know, this girl goes on a kind of journey of 52 friend dates over the course of a year and kind of all the learnings that happened upon her. And that was a really eye-opening book for me to read because What I realized after reading that book was that I was putting myself out there, you know, trying to find people. I was doing technically like all the right things, but I think Mm -hmm. my head, like I would meet people and, you know, it was clear they had a lot of other friends. It was clear they had family in Philly. And I just kind of like started making assumptions that they didn't have space or room for me. And I was sitting in a room of 30 women who all lived in my condo saying, no, I want to know my neighbors. And yeah, I have family and friends here, but I have space for more. And that was really eye opening for me in terms of like realizing a lot of the false stories I'd been telling myself about friendship in adulthood. Right. And I'd been going into almost like every encounter, just assuming that no one needed or wanted to be my friend. And after that, like gathering, like a a switch flipped and I started going into every potential connection, interaction, assuming that they wanted to be my best friend. And that obviously wasn't always the case, but that energy that I brought, that confidence that I brought, like it kind of, it just, my network exploded after that. Um, And so that is really kind of what brought me to this place of realizing, oh my gosh, we have so many like we have so much baggage that we carry around friendship that I don't know that we even realize until it like isn't happening for us. And we kind of just assume it's us when in reality, it's, you know, it's hard to navigate friendships in adulthood and we don't, there's not really a handbook. There's a lot of advice on dating, but not a lot on, you know, female friendships, adult friendships. Right. It's hard to navigate friendships in adulthood. I think there's an added layer of challenges when you are establishing friendships um, with motherhood Mm -hmm. because, We are not only trying to build friend circles, we are also building our kids' friend circles. So (laughs) when you moved to the Dallas Metroplex, you um, moved with an infant son. And tell me and share with us what it was like then to build uh, your friend group in another city as an adult, how some of the challenges you faced when you first moved to the Dallas area. Yeah. I mean, I hit the ground running when we landed, literally our our plane landed um, and we checked into like an extended stay hotel for the week before we were going to close on our house. And on day two, 
I was at a meetup of new moms and it ended up actually being at this girl's house. And they were like, wait, what? You like are living in a hotel right now? And just like, I'm like, I'm like, look, I don't have time to waste. I have no family here. <laughs> I need friends. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to make this happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was definitely more aggressive about it the second time around. <laughs> and, you know, that's not to say that it wasn't without its challenges. I feel like my situation is maybe a little unique in the sense of I ended up staying home with my kiddo for the first 15 months of his life. So I like plugged into all the stay-at-home mom circles really quickly. And that was great. Mm. But then when I went to work, oh my gosh, it was like Mm. a disaster all over because I was like, okay, well, that's okay. I'll make like mom friends at work. Well, I ended up starting work at a startup company where I was the oldest one there at 32. And, um, you know, like we had a keg in the office, like it, there, it was, there were no moms. <laughs> Just not, yeah, mm-hmm. not exactly what you were yeah, looking it was, for. Yeah, right. it was a different kind of connection and it was fun, but you know, it was not filling up necessarily that like mom friend cup for sure. Yeah. Emily, I mean, let's get to the question that I keep asking myself as you're talking is, I mean, it is so important, right? For us to have those friendship circles. Why, why do you believe that friendships and creating those friend groups are so important for moms? Oh, yeah. I think it's because like, I mean, motherhood to me, I don't know what your experiences have been, but it's, I find it has been like one of like the most rewarding jobs, but also one of the hardest jobs that I've, Mm. or identities that I've taken on, you know? Yeah. And I do think that moms are super women and I do think we can do it on our own. I think we can go at it alone, but it's not fun. It's hard and it's just so much more fun with friends that help us not get lost in motherhood, not get lost in that identity or lose the other sides of ourselves. And I mean, gosh, there's so, there's so much that I do think is really hard about motherhood. And it's so nice to commiserate because when you do that, you're (laughs) like, Oh, okay. I'm not crazy. Great. (laughs) Okay. You know, I just feel so much less alone. No, I agree with you. I just had that exact same conversation with a friend at lunch today. And she we were talking about she's a working mom, too. And we were talking about the whole mom and working mom and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. She's like, you know, kids do make everything harder, but it is really rewarding. She goes, but man, it's tough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we get to points where moms are everywhere. We know that there are moms everywhere. But how do we start to navigate Mm -hmm. who is going to be a good friend fit? You advocate fiercely for the fact that these friend groups and villages don't just happen. They have to be designed. So can you maybe walk us through how a mom can design her village from the ground up? Yeah. So I think a lot of us, you know, assume that friendships just happen and they can um, and sometimes and and often do. Um, Sometimes it goes really slowly and other times we find ourselves in circles where we're like, oh, shoot, how did I land here? (laughs) You know, these aren't necessarily (laughs) my people. And yeah, so I definitely really advocate for moms to take a much more intentional approach as to how they design their circle so that ultimately they can have it faster and really, you know, be connected to the types of friendships that they most crave. And so really where that starts um, in, in my work with moms is I really encourage them to do an audit. And that's not just like an audit of their current friendships, but asking themselves like, okay, well, you know, what do I have? What do I, what do I not have? And how am I just in general feeling about what I have? Like really starting there and kind of evaluating 
you know, if you're not feeling great about it, or if you're not feeling as good as you want, why is that? And digging a little bit in there to thinking about things like, is it the number of friendships that I have? Is it, you know, is it, do I have a lack of depth? Going back to when I was in a startup, (laughs) working at a startup, I had great stay at home mom friends and I had, you know, just fun work friends, but I didn't have working mom friends. So I was craving like a type, you know, a friend. Yeah. And then are you just missing consistency and time to actually be with your friends? And, or are you feeling like the feelings aren't mutual and you're missing kind of that mutuality? So like really digging in and understanding how are you feeling? What do you feel like you have? What do you feel like you don't have? What do you want more of? And once you know that, that's when you can be intentional. You can start, you know, going to the types of places where you might invest to find different connections if if you find that you're in need of more. Um, or it's that you need to invest differently into some of the relationships that you currently have. For most mm-hmm. moms, it's usually some sort of a, a combo. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, I preach this all the time as moms, like our time is so limited and like <laughs> going True. the like let it happen approach is just oh my gosh it might take too long and then you know one of the biggest ingredients of friendship is that consistency piece and so if we're showing up but we're showing up inconsistently or in the wrong places it's just going to be like a really slow and frustrating you know creation process so those of us who have a lack of time availability, mm-hmm. how would you suggest that we create this consistency with our friends? Oh, yeah. So I am really big on um, batching my life. And so I, you know, batch a lot of things like my calendar, my meal plans, all that. And so I actually have a similar approach for friendship. So like if you do step back and kind of, you know, say, all right, these are the types of connections I really want to invest in. You know, then it is looking for space on your calendar where you can do that. Um, But like, let's say you've got kind of a group of friends that you just want to get to know better. I highly recommend creating a space for that to happen consistently. So whether that's saying, hey, you know, mom's from school, like, you know, we get together like once a month. That's super fun. What do you say we just like put it on the calendar for every other Thursday? Or um, a lot of us moms are always trying to sneak in time for exercise. I personally love to do exercise alone most of the time, but I'm cool like to doing a walk once a week. And so it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 looking for those places where you can double dip in like, oh, well, I'm going to do this. Like, can I do it with a friend? And then can you set it as like a recurring thing in your calendar? That is key because then, oh my gosh, all the like headspace that comes with planning goes away then too. I love the idea of the audit. I thought that was I'm really I'm still thinking about that and then the thought I also am a big batch processor so (laughs) I totally I can totally relate to you know like every Thursday at a specific time I'm gonna I think Kaji and I've talked about this there's a couple of things where I'm like Sunday night seven o'clock I'm sitting down I'm gonna do all my texts I'm gonna go through my list I mean it does it does help sort of streamline the way that I think so I work that way pretty well for sure yeah you recently started a friendship course. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works? What that is? Um, is it a group effort? I'd love to hear more about it. Yep, it's a called Fierce Friends, and it's a course that um, has a lot of materials that are essentially kind of go at your own pace lessons on creating your circle, creating those connections, everything from like truly the logistics of like how do I ask for someone's contact information. 
How yeah. do I follow up? Like, when is too soon? I don't want to come off aggressive. Like, all we cover all that. <laughs> and then really, like, also that inner work, because that part is so huge and understanding and being able to, like, pull off those logistics because, like, yeah. you just you gain more confidence. You understand maybe, like, some of the things that have happened in your past in terms of friendships that have maybe, you know, maybe contributing to some potentially, like, false stories you're telling yourself now. And so we work through all of that. And there is a live group component to it also that allows, you know, moms to also just, like, very much – see and feel that they're not alone in their struggles. Like kind of coming back to that, why do we need mom friends? It's because we need to see examples of other people struggling in some of the same ways we are and overcoming, you know, those struggles in the same ways we are, because that is actually the most probably transformative part of the course for everyone is just seeing and hearing every week from moms who are saying that they are open to connection and they too are struggling with some of the same insecurities. And it's just amazing to see how everybody's confidence just like skyrockets as a result of, you know, those calls then coupled with the content. Yeah. When you were, when you were saying, you know, reaching out for some of the logistics, reaching out, for asking somebody for contact information. I mean, I, I have Mm-hmm. nightmarish stories of the vulnerability of being in my 20s and navigating making new friends yeah. and being like why is it so hard mm-hmm. you know <laughs> to like date for friends yeah well and that's sim- <laughs> and it kind of seems like yeah. that's what it is and i'm going to pretty much date myself but usually when you think about dating yeah you think it's the man that's making the first mm, move right and so these are things that men are generally comfortable doing is right. they know when to call someone how to get the number yeah how much time to give them right but it seems like in the fierce friends course these are things and tools that emily is showing us how to do for our friendship groups yeah yes. and training i mean even i think even when i go to networking events for work i struggle with this mm, like i'm mm. not even there to make friends i mean i'm there to make friends clearly but it, not like in the same way i I'm looking there to make contacts or, you know, find relationships that are mutually beneficial. And it is hard to like, hi, my name is Tara. I mean, oh my gosh, it makes me shake just thinking. And I'm a grown woman. (laughs) (laughs) So, So Emily, what kind of advice would you then offer to someone like Tara who may have a fear of being vulnerable in those yeah. situations. And, and and like me too, like you just is afraid of kind of opening herself up and sharing her story again, you know, you know, at 40 something years old, starting yeah. from the beginning and letting people know everything about us. How would you, and um, what kind of advice would you give to, to us? Yeah. I mean, I would definitely do a little bit of reflecting about like, why, why does it feel hard? Like what experiences have you had in the past that has made it you know, feel hard. Um, and also just kind of like identifying what the fear is, you know, a lot of people talk about like, oh my gosh, it's just so awkward. You know, even those networking events. Yeah. But if you can like name why it's awkward, it's a lot easier to figure out strategies kind of to, to overcome that. So for example, Tara, like if you, if it's a fear of rejection or a fear of like stumbling over your words or a fear of judgment, that one comes up a lot. The more you can identify that feeling of like, okay, what exactly it is, is it that I'm scared of? Yeah. Um, that's helpful because then you can at least like, I mean, anything we name loses power. So that in and of itself yeah. is huge. And then two, like from there, what I like to do is think about times where you've been in that same situation and you've had what you would call success. Like, oh, it wasn't as scary as I thought. Or, oh, like, you know, we all ended up being on the same page. 
And so really mm-hmm. kind of reminding yourself of those moments too. Yeah. And then my third kind of strategy for going that I go to is affirmations and in in speaking them. Um and thinking them if, if the speaking it out loud feels too woo woo, but I always really encourage moms <laughs> to like, if you can figure out what it is that is hard for you about friendship, you can speak some really positive affirmations and start um, kind of like rewiring your brain to some different stories around it with um, some of those more specific affirmations. And so those are definitely included as part of the course too. And we, we help moms kind of identify what those are for them. So for me, a lot of times it is things like people want to be friends with me, you know, um, it, yeah. it sounds silly, but I give myself a little pep talk before I go into any space where I'm like, okay, I like, I need to really show up. I need to like, you know, <laughs> I need, I need to engage. I need to like initiate, you know, and it's like a little pep talk in the car of you got this. People want to be friends with you. Like people are drawn to you. It's good. Yeah. And like it, 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 it works wonders. I do that with some people. Like I made Kanji be my friend. She, she, she doesn't know mm-hmm. how this happens, but it was on me. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew that one day she was in my life and she just never left. <laughs> So I kind of blink and I'm like, where did she go Why is Tara at my house all the time? I don't understand. That's how it works. I I agree with you. I do the same thing. I met a mom at Kinder Meetup last year and I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm keeping you. Like this is going to be a thing whether you know that yet or not. I'm going to make it happen. I have had, I have had that feeling with some people Mm -hmm. and they are all Mm -hmm. still in my life as a friend. So I try to pay attention Mm -hmm. to that. So is that something you would encourage, Emily, if someone, if, if a woman meets another mom or another woman that she thinks could potentially be a lifelong friend, how would you then suggest that a mom would like tell us the logistics? Logistically, what could she or should she do without coming across too stalkerishy, single white female? <laughs> for sure. So you know? I will, I mean, no, I will ask for contact information upon the first meeting. That is mm-hmm. my go-to. And I know a lot of moms are like horrified when they hear that. They're like, oh my gosh, that's so aggressive. That's so creepy. <laughs> but I, I have a formula for it and it works every time. And it is like, I s- kind of say something that we connected over. I make some sort of statement. So I'll give an example after I walk through the formula. And okay. then I ask for the contact information. Um, and then I follow that ask up. I don't I don't, I don't miss a beat. And I say kind of like a low pressure statement of how I'll use it. And so can you explain what that means? So what that looks like in action is like, so let's say I'm at a park, I meet a mom, we're chatting and like our kids are the same age, like those kind of things. So I will say, oh my, like, Hey, it was great meeting you. The park is always more fun when there's, you know, other kids here. Do you want to exchange numbers? I can let you know the next time we come to the park, if it works for you. And like, I'm, I'm not committing her to a lifelong friendship. I'm not committing yeah, her to yeah. a wine date. A co- like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, hey, we just hung out here and I can let you know the next time we're going to be here. And so, um, yeah, I've, I've never had a mom like turn me down for that. <laughs> so would you always include kids and make this like a, an adult kid play date Thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got other examples where I leave the kids out completely. So things like, let's leave the kids out. The kids, the kids are helpful. <laughs> How do you make a date with just a woman with no kids? Yeah. So I know I think you guys met at a, at a gym, at a, at a cycle bar, right? 
Correct. Correct. So I think that's like a perfect place to do this. So if I'm ever at like a gym and group class or whatever, even like an on your own thing, you know, I'll usually make a statement. I'll usually start a conversation with something like, oh my gosh, these are like the worst or these are the best, like whatever, (laughs) you know, whatever the instructor is making. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. And what that does is it lets that person know, hey, I'm open to a connection if like Mm -hmm. If you're there right now, like you might just be in the zone and not want to make this, like not want to do this, totally fine. But like, I always let them know. I do that right when I get to a park too. I always like make eye contact and I will say, oh, these kids are crazy. You know, something to just let them know I'm available. And um, so like at a gym, for example, you know, if we're talking like, you know, things like if we talk, if we have a connection over like a podcast episode is like one of my go-tos. And so I might end it with, oh, like, it was great meeting you here. Like, if you want to exchange, like, Facebook handles or something, like, less committal than a number, I can send you Mm -hmm. that link to that podcast we were talking about. Like, if there's just any, like, kind of connection point that you can say, oh, like, I could send you that article or maybe they liked your shoes. Like, you can send a link to, like, something. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm always looking for, like, ways to let them know, like, this is how I'll use it and I'm not creepy. (laughs) building the connections is super key from the connected mom share with us a little bit about the connected mom life podcast and how our listeners and our family can reach out to you and to find out more about the fierce friends course yeah so everything is at the connected momlife.com uh instagram facebook website all the things um podcast too uh but yeah the podcast is really all about living a more connected life and obviously that you know means our friendships but i strongly believe and we talk about this in fierce friends that like to share yourself with others means that you really have to know yourself. And I think you have to be very connected to yourself and understand kind of how you're feeling and how you're thinking. And, and so really the podcast is, um, a little bit broader, you know, in terms of connections with ourselves, with our partners, with our kids, our families, and our friends. And, um, I'm hoping that it's an encouragement for moms. It drops every Monday and, um, it's kind of my little, my little passion project. Well, we loved having you on, Emily, and we were both big fans of your work. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you so, much. so much for coming to talk to us today. That was this has been a great conversation. I can't wait to go back and, and write some of this stuff down and, and look at it myself. Uh, before we let you go, can you tell us just for fun, um, what's something you're really excited about right now? I literally bought a new computer two hours ago. Um, <laughs> nice. And so I am just like a little kid in a candy store with my new little MacBook Pro. Mm, um, nice. Yeah, I'd been having um, some trouble at losing some podcast audio recordings and issues with Zoom, which is where I hang out with my fierce friend mom. So Yikes. I was like, this has to stop. I, uh, so I like headed to Best Buy over lunch today. So well, congratulations. Yeah. Good. You'll be setting that up all night having fun <laughs> yeah, with yes, it. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. And is there any TV show or series that you are watching or super into right now that you can share with Tara because she is the uh, <laughs> Tara's watch the one who has a lot of TV. She has the social life between the two of us. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm really a late adopter, but I like I have joined the Shits Creek train. Oh my God. It's so it's good. It's so good. I like sped watched it and then mm-hmm. I watched all the behind the scenes interviews on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then now I have to rewatch it because now I have mm. like context and background information and insider right, info right. that I have to see play out. So, yeah. I hear you. Now, Kanji actually watched that I one. I did. I yeah. watched that one last fall. And on your recommendation, the 
I also watched Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. If you have not seen that, Emily, yeah. I highly recommend. Yeah. So good. I will. I'll yes. give you actually a podcast to consider. It's okay. called The Popcast. Okay. And it's um, two, it's a guy and a girl, and they talk about pop culture. And I was like, I, I don't need to listen to this. I don't really care that much about pop culture. But <laughs> it turns out, like, they have gotten me invested in pop culture. And so now, like, I feel like I only watch the best TV because they greenlight shows at the end of every episode. And, yeah, Ted Lasso, nice. they greenlight. Schitt's Creek, they talked about so much. I was like, fine, I will watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kanji needs that because she's falling behind. Yeah, I'm behind. We need I'm- to give her, like, a weekly primer so she knows what she needs to be watching. I think that would be perfect yeah. for well, her. Well, I will listen to you Emily, because I trust your judgment. <laughs> Tara, not so she much. But trust me. But, yeah. yeah, but the podcast. She needed like three recommendations on Ted Lasso before she would go with it. I tried to tell her if she she, had, she needed two more people to buy in. Yeah, because Tara, <laughs> yeah, she, 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 her, her taste in pop culture, not so good. Anyway, anyway. one anyway. bad choice. Anyway, two, we, we digress. <laughs> three, four. Yes, we do digress. We are going to let you explore and enjoy your new MacBook. We thank you for all of the tips, and we are going to include all of the information about how our listeners and our family can connect with you, the connected mom. Thank you for taking the time and sharing space with us and sharing some amazing tips on how we can increase our connections with friendships. Thanks, Emily. Thank you guys. Performing the personal audit is something that I need to do because she raised really good points on understanding what it is that we're bringing to the table and what it is you're looking for in friendships. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I kept thinking about that I've talked to friends about recently and like even with my husband is that, you know, nobody can be everything to you. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't have one person that like checks all the boxes. It's just almost impossible. And so I love the idea of doing the audit and finding areas like either where you're missing something so you can specifically go look for that thing or you know maybe even areas where you're doing really well and you want to um, strengthen that connection yeah I think like for me the hardest part of establishing new friendships and new relationships like I shared during our conversation with Emily is telling my story again yeah because now I have 46 years worth of history and it's explaining who my family is where I'm from and you know kind of what's <laughs> made me tick and who I am now yeah because it's I'm so much more than just being Roman's mom yeah it, um and I'm not the fun killer that my kid says I am <laughs> well and it's so funny, you know, you would get into these relationships and we want to show a person what we are all at one time. And I think one of the things that I've learned as I've gotten older is that it'll come with time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you don't have to lay it all down on day one. <laughs> like they may not even get everything on day 22. You know, it just a little at a time you connect on this and then you connect on this. And before you know it, they know your story, but it doesn't have to happen in five minutes. No, yeah, yeah. that's really good. I think she raised some good points and establishing real authentic connections begins with establishing that connection with yourself first right the inner work the doing the inner work and then being open to being vulnerable and learning about new people and opening your friend circle to include as many people as you have room for or have the desire to have there agreed and we obviously are opening up our friend circle to all of you listeners we do it every week we love having you here 
we love making these connections with you as as usual you can find us on all listening platforms wherever you're listening make sure you follow us so you don't miss any upcoming episodes we'd love to see you rate and review the podcast we read every single one of those and uh, you can find us on instagram at at black and white momcast thanks for joining us we are so happy each and every week that you have taken the time to connect with us and we hope that we can continue these connections offline and also for many weeks many months and many years to come with that being said guard your health mental physical spiritual open your hearts open your minds take good care we'll see you next week podcast family